Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, 
regarded our planet with envious eyes. Perception is the key, and the heart yeah. is the solution. Heart perception will change everything. I'm Ryan Gable, your host, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. Find us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. And check out the website at www.thesecretteachings.info for the full show archive, all of the montages, my books, and our top news section. That's at www.thesecretteachings.info. You've probably heard the phrase before that a person is smart, but a group of people, they're not so smart. They're panicky. They're dumb. That quote comes from the first Men in Black movie. Remember when Tommy Lee Jones was talking to Will Smith and said, a person is smart. But people are dumb, panicky, people are irrational, meaning that a group of people, the mob, is irrational. The mob doesn't really think. The mob just kind of moves wherever stimuli directs it. But an individual can think for themselves. An individual extracted from that mob may still succumb to mob mentality to the faith of the overall mob ideology, but an individual can think for themselves. An individual can determine their future, can determine their path in life, but a group of people leaning off one another for a determination on what exactly reality is and what they should or shouldn't believe is a very dangerous, dangerous thing. And this subject is not a subject that can be ascribed to any kind of identifiable belief system. It doesn't need to be, I should say. In other words, I don't need to suggest that a person is smart and a group of people are dumb based on some political bias that I have or some religious bias that I have or any other bias that I have. Everybody has a bias. Like, I have a bias. My bias is trying to find a way to look at things, whatever those things might be, as unbiasedly as possible. And I did this on a show last week called Liberty Shrugged, where we looked at the so-called riots or protests at the U.S. Capitol. And I got a lot of really great feedback, positive feedback about that show. But as always, you get those people who feel, who think that you're taking some political stand on something. And it's difficult in radio because when the average person listens for 18 to 20 minutes, that's the average listening time for this show, which is, I think, pretty high compared to a lot of radio. 18 to 20 minutes, that's about a segment. You don't hear... Maybe the setup to that segment. You don't hear everything that has been said in that segment. You don't know where the host is coming from. You're making an immediate judgment based on what the host says. Or in some cases, 
comments that are basically just jokes or they're sarcasm. And without thinking, people immediately address that sarcasm and they assign it some category and that becomes the perception of the individual. And we do this all the time. We do this at work. We do this with family. We do this with friends. We're always looking for threats in our environment, threats that are ideological threats. And these ideological threats where perhaps at one point we could have a conversation about whatever it was that we disagreed with, what we disagreed on, we could debate it, we could have fun talking about it, and we could come to a, a better understanding of why the other person believes, it, uh, believes in what they believe in. A lot of times, you speak to somebody who you kind of maybe disagree with, if you actually open yourself and don't judge on the surface at least what that person is saying, you'll find that a lot of people you disagree with actually have a very similar point of view a very similar viewpoint as yourself. Now, some people don't have any desire to have a conversation. That's fine. But I'm saying that there are some people you might feel you disagree with. I've experienced this time and time again, but you actually do agree with them when you continue to converse. So, at the risk of being considered and placed into a category of some political ideology, of some political side, which is really, really frustrating and irritating, I'm going to address tonight on the broadcast, using this, what I perceive as logic, and a little bit of philosophy, to examine the extremes and the non-extremes in current political thought and the psychology of the mob and of the individual. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. What happened in Washington last week? There are some who might suggest that nothing happened. It was all staged. Nothing actually happened. The Capitol wasn't broken into or people didn't storm the Capitol. And that's a great example to start us out. There are some who believe nothing actually happened. The whole thing was fake. Some people who believe that Washington, D.C. doesn't even exist. It's not a real place because they've never been there, right? Just like the Roman Colosseum doesn't exist because they've never been there. Oh, I've only seen pictures on TV. The Illuminati wants me to think that the world is much bigger than it really is or it's smaller than it really is. You know, those kinds of attitudes. And that's fine. But then you go into the polar extremes in American politics or in any country's political system. And a lot of the rest of the world pays attention to what goes on in the United States of America, and rightfully so in many ways, I think. And so for the last four and a half to five years, we've heard nothing but anti-Donald Trump sentiment. We've heard nothing but He's a racist. We've heard nothing but he's a sexist. We've heard nothing but he's a bigot. We've heard nothing but he's a xenophobe. He's, he's got this distaste for anyone who isn't like a straight white Christian conservative, right? This is what we always hear from liberal media because it seems to be their only playing card, having abandoned the rest of the deck 
to compromise. So now their only playing card is a card that is based on sexuality, preference, and color of one's skin or where someone comes from, whatever their nationality is, whatever their ethnicity is. And so you have people in the last four to five years, and this is just an example. You can find endless examples of this throughout history. But you have people in the last four to five years who have been reabsorbed into the political system. And what I mean by that more specifically is there are people like myself who I came up as a Baptist Christian and I didn't consider myself of a political side. I I did take the stance of a libertarian at one point. And then I decided that I don't really have to be religious or political. I can just think for myself. And I think I was lucky that I was able to break the spell of those polar ideological cults. I, I feel very lucky that I was able to break that and to do it myself. One of the few things in life that I've done solely by myself that was such a big, big change in my life. I feel um, grateful to myself, and I think that's a positive thing. I don't think that's egotistical. I feel grateful to myself that I was able to do that and continue to move away from those cult ideologies. And so when I, when I started to realize that the only reason that some people didn't like my radio show when I first began was because I would make commentary that was I wouldn't call it anti, but it was critical of the Obama administration. And since the college where I did radio was a really liberal college and Obama was friends with the president of this college, as far as I understood, Obama came to the college many times, people were very angry that I would make this commentary that I disagreed with what the president was doing, right? And so I would have people that made death threats to me. I would have people that people vandalized my car. It became such a liability to the radio station that security had to, for liability reasons, escort me to and from my car some mornings. I only did did a show on the weekends. That's how bad it became because people didn't like what was being said and they thought that it was a conservative talk radio show and it was like, nah, we talk about like aliens, you know, three or four months or three or four weeks of of every month because we did a show once a week. So it was four, four shows a month. It's like three out of four shows are alien shows. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. This is a conservative radio show. But that's what people interpreted. Then there were other shows where I would talk more about the politics of the Bush administration and how I disagreed with, with uh, the wars and the occupations of Iraq and Afghanistan. And that, of course, was met with applause from the liberal college because, yes, those conservatives were bad. Now, the conservatives who might have disagreed with me who did like George Bush, I never got threats from them. Nobody ever threatened to kill me. Those were all threats from, from the, the blue side, let's call it. And so I started to learn that it was okay and acceptable in certain, under certain circumstances around certain groups of people to make comments. And other times it was not acceptable because those groups of people would act in a physically violent way towards me. Now, these were just my experiences. So as I learned about this, and I, and I tried as best as I could to understand the, the, the ideological cult mentality of it, the, the psychology of it, I started to realize more and more, wow, I don't identify, I don't agree with, I don't stand with, I don't support, 
any of these groups. And I found that the people that I could get along with best were people that were individuals. They were persons. Because the person is smart. But the mob, the group of people, are dumb and irrational and panicky. And you learn that it doesn't really matter what the idea and what the faith is. The individual that is attached to this group think, this ideological cult mentality, will defend it without thought. And so I came to a realization in 2020, maybe at the end of 2019, and I started thinking about it as a comical thing at first, and then I started to think of it as, no, this is really serious. I could not find, and I still can't, really fine. I mean, I know that there are some of you who listen to this show who might feel that they can express what I'm about to explain. But there are so many people that say that they hate the president, but they can't explain to me why. And I mean explain to me as an individual, not as a group, not citing sexism and racism and xenophobia. I mean, explain to me as a person, as an individual, why? And likewise, I can't really find many people who can explain why they like the president. I can't find anybody that can really explain why they like him and why they are dismissing the racism and the sexism and the xenophobia type claims. You see what I mean? I can't really find individuals or groups of people that can explain why they hate or why they like Trump in the same way that I really can't find Christians who can explain to me why they either love Judaism so much or hate Islam so much. It's just like, I'm a Christian, so we have to do good things for Jews and we have to smite the Muslims. And likewise, there are many Muslims It's the same way. They can't find a Muslim that can explain to you why they, they don't hate Christianity, why they actually agree with Christianity and why they dislike Judaism. And it's hard to find a conservative who can say, this is why I disagree with liberals. This is why I disagree with my own party. None of this is political. None of this is religious. But I can guarantee you, in the last 18 minutes and 40 seconds, there are hundreds of people listening around the world, morning, noon, night, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, thinking this is some conservative talk radio show. Or thinking this is some liberal-like talk radio show. And it's none of those things. I mean, I mean, most of our content last week was on symbolism and the apocalypse and the Bible. And although that might seem conservative, I'm not talking about Christian biblical narratives. I'm talking about occultism, esotericism, mysticism, using our understanding of symbols and their influence on the subconscious and trying to determine how they influence our civilization and how things that we see in media and things that we see in entertainment and in sports and how these things can allow us to understand what is going to happen in the future based on past patterns to use the present as an oracle. That's the kind of stuff we talk about on this show. But I need and I want and I must address the, the, the polarizing divide and, and, and the blind faith in polarization 
That's what it is. It's a blind faith in polarization. Now, a lot of you know that for years, I've listened to Alex Jones. I don't necessarily agree with everything Alex Jones says, but I've listened to Alex Jones for a long time. And I stopped listening a lot more around 2015-16 because his entire radio show became hyper-pro-Donald Trump, and I disagreed with that, so I stopped listening as much. Now, I, I listen now because, I mean, Alex is funny, and Alex is entertaining, and Alex still knows a lot, and I, I agree with him on a lot of things, but I stopped listening a lot because of that, because of that political angle that was taken. And Alex has become so big now that anytime Alex speaks, no matter what he says, and when I listen to shows, I'll just kind of subconsciously pick up on things that he's talking about, not think anything about them, and then I'll have friends call me or listeners send me messages or I'll have people that I know who are just talking about something, you know, when I, when I see them, the few people I know, and I, and I start, started to realize a couple of months ago, and really like just in 2020, a lot of the things that people talk about are things that were taken from InfoWars. Now, this is my perspective, but a lot of the things that people believe, especially in what we call alternative independent media, radio, whatever, is just stuff taken from InfoWars. And that's all that it is. I mean, I like Alex Jones, and I kind of like InfoWars. Like, I, I have wanted to apply and obtain a job there. I've tried to get a job there many times. And so, like, I, I like InfoWars, but I realize that a lot of the stuff that Alex says then gets regurgitated by alter, other forms of alternative media that are trying to be something that they're not. And then it gets circulated all over the Internet. Like, for example, a top military officer... Retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McLenary said that during this siege, or whatever they want to call it, riot, protest, etc., during this event, he saw the guy in Nancy Pelosi's office with his feet up, that during this event, some of the good guys, you know, the white hats, they grabbed Nancy Pelosi's laptop, and this is what's making her so frantic. And this is why just today they've introduced an article of impeachment against the president. And this is why she's so upset. And it was really the special forces that moved in and took her laptop. And now they have all this data. That's what the former... Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McLenny said. That's why they're invoking the 25th Amendment. And I heard that from a lot of different sources, and I knew that had to have come initially from InfoWars. And I looked it up before the show, and magically it did come from InfoWars over the weekend. Top military officials, special forces took Nancy Pelosi's laptop during Capitol Riot. Infowars.com. I had to look it up because I knew intuitively that's probably where people are getting their information from. And lo and behold, that's where people are getting their information from. You might ask, why does that matter? Okay, why does that matter? I'm asking the question too, why does that matter? Why have I built a show around this tonight? Well, because for a couple of years we've had Anthony Weiner's laptop supposedly, 
We've had the sexting of the underage girls. We've had all the stuff on his laptop that we've been told by law enforcement and media. We have Hunter Biden's laptop that the FBI has officially been in possession of and that the Biden campaign confirmed was Joe Biden's son's laptop. Apparently there are multiples, but at least one laptop. According to those who have seen it, there's pedophilia. Hunter Biden having sex with little Asian girls and torturing them and things like this. So we've had Wiener's laptop. We've had Hunter Biden's laptop. We've had the emails of Hillary Clinton and CNN told the public that they don't have the legal right to view them. Only CNN does. Only mainstream media that agrees with CNN does. And now we supposedly have Nancy Pelosi's laptop. So here's the big question. And it's particularly aimed toward QAnon supporters and QAnon followers and hardcore, I'm going to support Trump because he's draining the swamp followers. I would like to know that after all this time, that within the next two weeks, there will be an inauguration held. And although liberals want to impeach the president under the 25th Amendment and they want to prosecute all the people that went to the Capitol that were Trump supporters that just to set the precedent, I'd like to know, where is the Q plan? You've got all these laptops and all these emails and all these white hats and all these good guys and nothing happens except a blatantly stolen election and the censorship of the president on Twitter and Parler being removed. Where are the white hats? Where are these people? Are they going to come in the day before the inauguration? That's what I want to know. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. For all of you who supported The Secret Teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the ox, and the year of revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStream Live is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. 
Why listen to the Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash the secret teachings. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show. You can find me at Truth Frequency Radio or on my home website, www.kevbakershow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Excellent shows. Keep listening with your host, Ryan Gable. Broadcasting somewhere between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. This is David Icke, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. It's time you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. On The Secret Teachings, we use history and anthropology, magic and esotericism, and even a little bit of nutrition and comedy mixed with some great guests to examine our world and beyond. For 10 years, we've used occultism and symbols to bring you a unique and objective look at the past, present, and future. Join us by tuning in Monday through Friday to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, exclusively new right here on The Fringe FM, www.thesecretteachings.info. don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. But why write a big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. Imagine what you'll know host Ryan Gable and you're tuned in to the secret teachings on the fringe FM you can check out the fringe.fm or just fringe.fm download the fringe FM app for your Google device or your Apple device both of which I think are dumb phones not smartphones and it looks like 
You won't be able to download Parler anymore. Looks like you won't be able to follow the president on any platform as Twitter and others have moved to ban the president. It's incredible. I just had my friend uh, Joey in uh, West Virginia, my oldest friend, over 11 years. He sent me an article not too long ago, just a little bit ago, that said many of the Capitol protesters are now on the FBI's or the Department of Homeland Security, I guess it would be, no-fly list. So what's incredible to me is that if you go protest, you get put on the no-fly list. The President of the United States is censored on Twitter and other platforms. Parler is removed from app stores. Infowars was removed from app stores. Posts on Facebook that are from even mainline Medical or mainline media sources are flagged and censored because they violate community standards, which basically say that if you disagree with what we believe at Facebook, you will be banned. And individual bans lead to mass bans and mass purgings. And this is what happens when we allow authoritarians, no matter what color their tie is. I can't believe we're still hung up on that. Can you? We're still hung up on what color somebody's tie is. That's really what it all comes down to, blue or red. What are you, five years old? Five-year-olds don't even look at things like that. My son's two, and he's more aware than that. It's not even infantile. That's an insult to infants. It's, it's not childish. It's it's ridiculous. And just saying that, of course, people will interpret my words as being pro-conservative. Well, if I see a conservative getting beat up and I say, hey, I think that you should stop beating that conservative up, that doesn't mean I'm conservative. And you might think, well, this is a political show then. No, how about another example? How about the example of someone who gets on TikTok and they flash their breasts and tell you that they're a witch and that they're going to perform a magical ritual that will make racism go away. That's a popular thing, right? Or that they can perform a ritual and that you're going to ascend with them to some other dimension. I mean, I've heard so much. It's just unreal. And then I criticize that and I have people that tell me, no, you, you don't believe in magic and Oh, it's just you're you're addressing witchcraft and saying that witchcraft isn't real. And it's like, oh, my God, why does everything have to be a defensive thing? Why does everything have to be interpreted as an offensive attack? What happened to just raw observation, which really ultimately is the scientific method is just observation. That's all that it is. It's observation of patterns. That's what science really is. Science isn't the consensus Science isn't what everybody believes. The truth isn't just what everybody believes. The truth is the truth, no matter if one person believes it or a million people believe it. Consensus is not science. I don't care how many people believe it. It's not science. Consensus is not a fact. Consensus is a mob. Consensus is a group of people that have been swayed, persuaded, manipulated, urged, provoked, stimulated, etc. 
to move in a certain way, in a certain pattern, and to say and to repeat and to regurgitate rhetoric and propaganda and slogans and phrases, that of which if you sat down each individual in that mob and in that group, outside of the mob and outside of the group, you could probably get to the real them and realize that you actually don't disagree, they don't disagree, you're on the same page, they've just been swallowed up by hysteria. And that's all that we see around us in media. It's what we see out in public. It's hysteria. It's hysteria about everything. It's hysteria about politics. It's hysteria about health. It's hysteria about making sure that that person's exactly six feet away from you. That make, make sure that person has their mask on. Making sure that if that person looks like they might view the world from a red lens, that you censor and block them because, oh, they're just violent conservatives. I mean, it's absolutely out of control. And it comes back to that moment where we can take a deep breath, that moment when we realize we don't have to pick sides in any debate, and that moment when we start asking questions like, maybe some of the hot-button social issues are social issues by some standard, but we're asking the wrong questions. Maybe we're asking the wrong questions about abortion. Maybe we're asking the wrong questions about gay marriage. Maybe we're asking the wrong questions or we're focusing on the wrong things. Wrong is arbitrary, but maybe we should try approaching things from a different angle. Maybe we can learn that way. During this Capitol protest last week, I did a show on it called Liberty Shrugged. I tried to take as balanced of an approach as I could. And although I don't really think I have a, a viewpoint on whether it's condonable or not, that to me is kind of irrelevant, but it's an event that unless you just deny that anything happened because you read something online and you just don't believe anything in the world is happening. It's just nothing exists out of your apartment. Some people believe that, and that's okay. But you saw what happened at the Capitol in the United States, in Washington. And that's an event that we can all agree, yes, something happened, right? Something did happen there. The question then becomes, what happened there? And most of us get our information through media, with headlines like this, four dead, 52 arrested, 14 police officers injured after pro-Trump rioters breach U.S. Capitol, FBI opens investigation. Four dead at pro-Trump riot. Well, was it a riot? Was it a protest? Was it a campaign rally? What exactly was it? Because the article says thousands of rioters gathered at the National Mall to protest the election results. At a campaign-style rally about an hour before the mob broke through police lines at the Capitol, Trump had urged them to go to the building. This is ripe with fallacies, disingenuineness, inaccuracy, out-of-context details. Thousands of rioters gathered at the National Mall to protest the election results. Well, how could they be rioters that gathered to then protest. Rioters don't protest. Rioters riot. Rioters steal things. Rioters break windows and steal things out of 
businesses in cities because they supposedly support black people. They destroy small businesses. They burn buildings down. That's what a rioter does. But they're a rioter that then went to a protest. And then it says, at a rally, the mob broke out. So it's a, it's a rally, it's a mob, they're rioters and they're protesters. All those four words in two sentences in this article, four dead at pro-Trump event. Four dead pro-Trump rioters breach U.S. Capitol. Do you know how those four people died? Most of you do. I'm sure all of you do. One person was shot by the Capitol Police. Two people had heart attacks. One person had a stroke. And I was reading that another, another police officer has died from injuries. But it is true. Four people died at this pro-Trump event. That's very true. Very, very true. But what does that mean? Well, it's meant to imply that this group of Trump supporters are violent, right? That's what it's meant to imply. And I don't care if it's Trump or Biden. I don't care if it's red or blue. I don't care if it's the United States of America or it's communist China. It's about perception. It's about how media crafts and frames reality. That's what's important here. It's the psychology behind it. It's why an individual is smart, but a group, a mob of people are not so smart. They're panicky. They're dumb. Four people dead at pro-Trump right. You know what I looked up? I looked up. How many people were arrested and how many people were charged at this event, at this rally? And I found an article from the USA Today, and it says, 58 people have been arrested and charged for incidents in or near the Capitol last Wednesday. Those arrested have come from 24 states and the District of Columbia, The Justice Department has filed more than 55 criminal charges related to the riot that left five dead. So now it is a police officer who also died. Among the charges, carrying a loaded handgun and Molotov cocktails and making a threat against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Once again, inaccurate, misleading, lack of context. So 55 criminal cases... 58 people have been arrested in charge. Okay, well, one person was charged with carrying a loaded gun on the Capitol uh, steps or in the Capitol building in Washington. So that has nothing to do with Trump. It has nothing to do with Biden. It has nothing to do with anything or anyone except they were carrying a loaded gun and they walked into a federal building. That's it. Has nothing to do with the protest. Making threats against House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Well, they don't tell you what the threats are. They just, oh, they made threats. What are the threats? We're going to get you? I guess you could interpret that as a threat. Is it a threat? There's more of us coming. Is that a threat? It just sounds like a statement. I don't know if you could argue that that's a threat. But here's the bottom line. 58 people arrested and charged in this Capitol protest. That's what I'm going to call it because that's what it was, a protest. However, I went back and I tried to find how many people have been arrested and prosecuted from the Antifa, Black Lives Matter riots, which is what most of them were. Many of them were, to be fair, protests. Many of them were protests. 
And this is what it says from Reuters back in June. The U.S. Justice Department moved swiftly to bring federal charges against 53 individuals accused of violence during nationwide protests that swept across the United States calling for an end to police brutality. 53 individuals accused of violence. Federal charges were brought against those 53 individuals. Okay, well, 58 individuals were arrested and charged from the Capitol protest. So the Capitol protest, which was defined as a riot, saw 58 people arrested and charged. And seven months of rioting, which were defined as protests that were mostly peaceful, according to CNN. That's a quote, mostly peaceful. 53 individuals were charged. So five more people have been charged and arrested in the Capitol protest than seven months of Antifa, BLM, Marxist, fascist, communist, revolutionary, Red Guard tactics. That's what the numbers say. Now, numbers don't necessarily lie, but people will lie by using numbers that, like words, if they don't have the proper context, they paint a different picture of reality. Here's a picture of reality that I would like to to fact check, uh, that I would like to get straight. Let me ask you a question. How many times have you heard in the last five years, deep state, red-pilled, follow the plan, QAnon, insiders, white hats, cabal? How many times have you heard things like that over and over and over again? So it's just, it becomes so repetitive that I start to tune it out at some point. It just becomes like background noise. And I mentioned this earlier, that a former military officer, retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McLernany, is that how you pronounce his last name? McLernany? McLernany? Tom Thomas McLernany, claimed that during this protest at the Capitol, special forces went in and they acquired Nancy Pelosi's laptop during the breach of the Capitol. That's what this retired Air Force Lieutenant General said. They acquired Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Now, where is the proof of this? Huh, they don't have any, but what they'll tell you is, look, there were people in Nancy Pelosi's office. Okay, does that mean they stole her laptop? Why would they steal the laptop? Why not just steal the computer itself? She had a monitor and a computer in her office. Why not steal that? Why not steal the hard drive from it? Why grab a laptop? How about this? Nancy Pelosi doesn't live in her office. Congress, the Senate, they're not always there at the Capitol. So here's an idea. If special forces wanted to get access to that, one, couldn't they maybe, I don't know, use the Department of Homeland Security or the National Security Agency? that can use cameras to zoom in from space and see what year a penny is laying on the ground? Couldn't they have just used the Department of Homeland Security, maybe even the Justice Department, maybe they could have used the National Security Agency to access, or even the FBI? There's probably not... uh, The FBI is probably not just a bunch of uh, cabal members, right? They could have used the FBI. They could have used any of these government agencies and done this without anybody knowing it. But no, they did it with the whole world watching... They grabbed her laptop, right? They grabbed the laptop with the whole world watching and made sure she knew they grabbed their lap, her laptop. Does that make any sense at all to anybody when you think about it? Couldn't they have just, like, had somebody pose as a janitor in the Capitol, cleaning her office, 
and they just grab the laptop and dump it into the trash can that they're carting around? Maybe they could have done that. You're telling me the FBI couldn't have raided her office if they were really concerned? Oh, they can't use the FBI. They can't use the DHS. They can't use the NSA. They can't use these agencies. It's all deep state. They've got roots in the swamp. Eh, really? That's, that's what you think? So now consider this. They went through this elaborate event just to get Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Total nonsense. And I guess they're just going to put that into the storage bin with Anthony Weiner's laptop. And the storage bin with Hillary Clinton's emails. And the storage bin with Hunter Biden's laptop. I guess it just goes into the storage bin with all these other laptops and all these other hard drives and all these other emails. And we'll just forget about it and nothing will happen. Nothing will come of it. You know what came of Hillary Clinton's emails? You remember? Anybody remember what came of Hillary Clinton's emails? You might say nothing, and you'd be right to some extent, but no, a lot of things came out of Hillary Clinton's emails. Probably one of the most poorly developed, poorly promulgated conspiracy theories that I've ever heard in my life. Pizzagate. Total nonsense. Total joke. Because it was supported by non-existent phantom pillars, meaning that there was no support for it whatsoever, so it collapsed, and people laughed, and the collapse of Pizzagate allowed for the Boy Scouts of America and Jeffrey Epstein and John of God and Allison Mack and all the sex cults and all the horrible things that are done to children and the Finders Group and the documents that were released by the FBI even recently We have seen all of that just get swallowed up in this black hole of Pizzagate. That's what came out of Hillary Clinton's emails. You know, unless you actually go through and read them and you read the things that she said, and then it's like, wait, wait a minute. None of this stuff relates to what they call Pizzagate. None of this, this is like more what you've heard people talking about in regards to human child trafficking, what goes on with the Vatican and major corporations and private groups and private. You know, facilities like Jeffrey Epstein having breeding facilities in New Mexico. That's the kind of stuff that was really in there if you want to extract it, not Pizzagate. That was a name to apply to something to discredit all of it. What came out of Anthony Weiner's laptop? Nothing. Maybe some harassed cops. Maybe some dead police. What came out of Hunter Biden's laptop? Five minutes of Fox News coverage and that's it? A couple, uh, couple Alex Jones shows, and that's it? What came out of that laptop? Virtually nothing. Nancy Pelosi's laptop is now taken by the special forces working against the deep state. Really? They waited until the Capitol got breached to grab this thing? You waited until like 10, 11 days before inauguration to grab this thing? Like it's been two weeks as of last Wednesday. You waited until like two weeks before the inauguration? I mean, that's like being down in a basketball game, 15 points, and the other team's real exhausted, and you know, you've know you got your starters on the bench, and you could put them in at any time, and they could just push for that comeback, and you're like, nah, I'm going to leave my starters on the bench. We're only down by maybe not even 15. We're down by five points. It's been like that for the last six, seven minutes. We've only got a couple minutes left in the game. Let's not even try to come back. Let's just leave the starters on the bench. You know? Just don't worry about it. You're waiting. This is what doesn't make any sense to me, okay? The QAnon people trusting the plan. 
No, it's trust the scam. It's a, it's all a scam. Pizzagate's a scam. QAnon's a scam. You can disagree with me. You can turn this off right now. You can claim, oh, you must be a liberal then. It's like, if you really think that, uh, please turn the channel. None of that is is even close to being accurate in describing what I'm expressing to you. They got all these laptops, right? They got the emails of Clinton. They got the Hunter Biden laptop. They got the laptop of Anthony Weiner. They got the laptop of Nancy Pelosi, supposedly. And and what are we like? Are we in single digits now to inaugurate inauguration day? And the deep state, it, it, they, ooh, they better be scared. QAnon and the and, and and all these white hats. They've got the laptop. They've got the information. Uh, what are they going to do with it? Sit on it like they've been sitting on it for four years? Is that what they're going to do with it? Oh, they're wait, wait a minute, Ryan. They're waiting until Trump gets out of office. That's what's happening. And then they're going to really wage war on the deep state. It's just another way to coax you into a, a, a state of lethargy and apathy so that you don't realize, oh, these people who I thought were opposition to the so-called deep state are actually deep state themselves. Maybe the whole thing is a giant illusion. That's when it starts to get scary. When you realize maybe this whole thing about a deep state and an alliance and the cabal, and all, maybe it's all just part of the same thing. You can call it whatever you want, but maybe you were duped. Maybe these stories about like the retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McLerney Oh, they got Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Really? What proof do you have of that? Oh, he's got credibility. He's a retired Air Force lieutenant general. Okay, credibility or not, where's the evidence of it? Well, you see people here in Nancy Pelosi's office. Okay, I see people in her office. That doesn't mean they took anything. The only evidence we have is some guy put his feet up on her desk. That's it. What, did he grab her laptop? Did he have his lap, her laptop in his hand? Under He had his arm behind his back and her, his feet up on her desk? You know? Or, or somebody threatened Nancy Pelosi and said there's more people coming, right? Because some guy wrote it on a manila folder and stuck it on her desk, and that couldn't have been staged? It wasn't even a threat. This whole thing, it's just the way that media spins it, and when you think media, maybe you think liberal media. Sure, it's very liberal media. Fox News is even hyper-liberal, or it's become that way. And then it's like you look at what we call alternative media, and you look at your alternative sources of information, and it's the same crap. You have been hearing for five years, increasingly in four, three, two, one, and now about a week and a half out from the inauguration, and nothing's been done with the laptops, nothing's been done with the papers and the emails. Nobody's been arrested. Nobody's been indicted. The big name people. None of the cabal has been taken down, as they tell us. None of the the swamp has been drained, as they tell us. What's happened? You've had four to five years of, of basically flower power. That's what it's been for the last four to five years. And yes, that's a reference to the 60s. And what I would call the, the, the lethargy movement to focus people's attention on drugs and sex and alcohol and carnal pleasures so that they don't protest government action, warfare, corruption. This time, the flower power is cultivating an environment where people are fighting against a fake corruption, fake warfare, to the level where it's theological dogma now. Heaven and hell, a better United States or a worse United States, heaven or hell, 
Trump is God, Biden is the devil, or anybody opposing Trump is the devil. And the little tiny minions like AOC, she's the demon. And Ted Cruz, he's one of the angels. And those of us who believe in the red, we are going to heaven. And those of you who believe in blue, you're going to hell. And the holy books and the texts written by conservatives, those do not touch those. Those are holy. Those are sacred. Those are divine. But anything written by the Democrats, those are evil. It's theological dogma. It's social drama. It's meant to create and cultivate an attitude of apathy and lethargy so that you don't fight against the things that you actually have control of. You don't take personal responsibility and you offload that responsibility on some mysterious figure. You offload that responsibility on on a letter of the alphabet. And and you listen to these people like retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McClerney. Oh, they've got Nancy Pelosi's laptop. Oh, they got Anthony Weiner's laptop. Oh, they got Hunter Biden's laptop. And they do have Hunter Biden's laptop. But what is coming of this? Nothing. And let me paint a picture for you. Let me paint a picture. Let's say President Donald Trump doesn't get impeached. He runs for president in four years. And by some magical miracle, he's reelected in four years. You will have four years through the Biden-Harris, or should I say Harris-Biden administration, four years of people telling you that the deep state is going to be taken down soon. They're working still behind the scenes to do it. Really? Let me tell you something else. You heard all these theories because there were some people in the New York Times and others that theorized like what would happen if Trump won. They would create their own separate government, have states secede, and inaugurate Joe Biden anyway, which is what Nancy Pelosi said. Well, now you have Republicans saying the same thing. We'll have states secede. Trump will still be the president. Do you not see what this is doing? This isn't destroying the Republican or the Democratic Party, per se. This is destroying the foundation of the U.S. Republic. It's destroying people's faith in actual democracy as part of the process to maintain the republic it's destroying people's faith in true freedom of speech and expression of thought of congregation of religious worship of self-defense of privacy that's what it's destroying people's faith in it's destroying people's faith in what we call human rights because what happens next and what you're watching before your eyes with people being restricted from flying, not just because they don't have a mask or a vaccine, but because they decided to protest at the Capitol. And people that are banned from social media for expressing opinions that are even supported by professionals and experts. And the president of the United States being banned off of Twitter. You know what comes next? I hope you know what comes next. I hope you've read enough history to understand what comes next. It'll proceed down this route. And those of us who otherwise might resist are going to be gobbled up in that black hole of QAnon nonsense. What I call QAnonsense. That black hole of misleading information that'll prevent you from protesting against what you should be protesting against. It'll prevent you from realizing what's really going on. Maybe it's time to realize... All of it was a giant hoax. Every little bit of it. I don't care who's involved and who's responsible, but it's one big hoax. And we've all been fooled, those of us who bought into it. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's more after this. 
A person is smart, but people are dumb and irrational. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM. Don't go anywhere. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, where the normal and paranormal collide. It's The Fringe FM. You are listening to The Secret Teachings. To contact the show, to share information and your opinion, or give recommendations, email rdgable at yahoo.com. Visit the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, or visit the website at www.thesecretteachings.info. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. This is Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report News, and I literally sift through hundreds of articles a week to bring you the best in Fringe News. Check out the Rogie Report News here on the Fringe FM. You can't handle the truth! For all of you who supported the secret teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the ox, and the year of revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Hi, this is Dave Cruz of Beyond the Strange. 
and you're listening to Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. Join me on a journey where getting lost is the only true destination. Where happiness is an illusion. Here, where the past, present, and future all coexist on the same timeline. Welcome to a future where our true reflection is only revealed once the screen goes dark. Welcome to the darkness. I hope you find it enlightening. This transmission is coming to you from the space between heaven and hell. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings on The Fringe FM. If you'd like to contact us, rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, and www.thesecretteachings.info. For those of you who are interested in actual facts and data, and I know that might seem a little bit trite to say, but 55 criminal cases have been brought against those who were at the Capitol last week at the so-called riot-slash-protest-slash-mob-slash-campaign rally. It's been called all those things and more. 58 people have been arrested and charged for incidents in or near the Capitol. Some of those criminal cases include carrying a loaded gun, into the Capitol. So that has nothing to do with actual violence and others making threats against the Speaker of the House. What exactly is a threat? Well, that's yet to be defined because it's kind of arbitrary and it becomes political, which is disgusting. 58 people arrested and charged. I went back and I looked at the numbers as of June of 2020 for Antifa violence, BLM violence, and just Antifa alone, 53 individuals had federal charges brought against them, according to Reuters. So more people have actually been arrested and charged from the Capitol protest than from Antifa rallies that have taken place all over the United States of America in the last year. That should be a sobering number, and it should tell us that contrary to what media has presented to us as reality is once again framed in the narrative that is beneficial and supportive of a biased political viewpoint, which has nothing to do with the political viewpoints of the United States of America, but the political viewpoints of extremist authoritarian foreign regimes and foreign governments that have infiltrated and that sponsor 
our media. One of the first articles I read after the Capitol riot slash protest slash whatever it was, and I'll keep saying that over and over again because we can't come to a determination what it's what it is, except when we try to compare it to BLM or Antifa, they tell us that's not right because BLM and Antifa were peaceful, although officially several dozen people were prosecuted and you know, several dozen people were shot and many people were killed over the last year as a result of that violence. And so what we're told is how China feels. That was one of the first articles I read, how China feels about the protest. Who cares what China says? Why does the media care what China says? One of the first articles I read after New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, one of the first articles I saw was, if you wore a mask and social distance, you could be celebrating the New Year just like residents in Wuhan, China. They don't have any masks and no social distancing, and they're all just partying. We don't really know what's going on in Wuhan, China, whether they're supposed to be locked down because of a virus or set free because they followed orders of the government. I don't know what's going on there, but it's all about China. Why is it about China? Why do we care what China thinks about the riots or the protests? Why do we care what China thinks about anything? China is adversarial. The only reason that there isn't hot war between the U.S. and China is because there's too much money involved. I just wanted to bring that to your attention if you were maybe unaware that more people have actually been charged from the Capitol than from Antifa. I guess it depends on how you put the numbers together, but overall, it's pretty even. You know, 58 people at the Capitol to 53 people from Antifa. But the media would tell you that if this was BLM or Antifa, it would be a harder crackdown. No, it's actually been a harder crackdown on the people that were at the Capitol. And the intention of this show is not to politically support or politically defend one side or another side. I just find it interesting that Parler has been removed, that people who were at the Capitol have been fired from their jobs, that they've been put on no-fly lists. I find it interesting that the president has been removed from social media sites, permanently banned. I find it interesting that we've been told over and over and over and over and over and over and over again the president never has ever, 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 ever said white supremacy is bad. And yet you can find literally hundreds of videos where he says it. We were told the president never, ever, 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 ever condemned the violence at the Capitol. He didn't say anything about it. I thought it was extremely telling. I thought it was extremely telling that the president actually said it was a landslide election and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. Now, I don't care what the guy said. And it's just like poorly written, if it was written, poorly written public relations. Go home. We love you. You are very special. I don't care what the president said. But what I do care is that there are many instances where he has said, we have to have peace. We have to have law and order. And yet they say, no, he never said that. And if you try to go find him saying it, you can't because they ban the video. 
They banned his account. They removed apps from the App Store again. That's what's really, really important. That's what's really concerning. And if it were the other way around, even if this was Joe Biden, I'd say the same thing. There's something wrong here. Something's not right. Don't you see that something's wrong here? Don't you see that something's not right? Don't you see that this isn't about Trump or Biden or Kamala Harris or Mike Pence or politics or the Republicans or the Democrats or any of this nonsense political mumbo jumbo? All these shenanigans, all the rhetoric, all the nonsense, all the QAnon crap. Don't you see it's way beyond that? All that stuff is the it's flower power. It's meant to convince you that you could take pleasure in sex and drugs and rock and roll and all the other things that make life so sweet and beautiful and not realize what the authorities are doing. Not protest wars or social injustices. Just shoot up, get high, bang random people, and listen to some music. I'm not saying those are bad things, but they're quite distracting, wouldn't you say? And you know what Trump's administration has shown us over the last four to five years? It's shown us, and more importantly, it's shown the world. Who supports global government and who doesn't? Ah, perhaps that's one of the limitless tests to determine who will support the overthrow of individual human freedom and who will support the collectivized hive mind mob psychology to determine who can be trusted and who cannot be trusted to determine who will be purged and who will not be purged in the first purge. And in that way, it's not just flower power. It's actually the hundred flowers campaign. Now, if you don't know what the hundred flowers campaign was, the hundred flowers campaign was a political PR stunt, which was run by Mao Zedong and the communist party in China And what they did was they told the public, they told university professors, they told intellectuals, they told everybody, we care what you think. Tell us what you think of Mao. Tell us what you think of the Communist Party. And people were reluctant to do it because a lot of people have been slaughtered in the streets for expressing their opinions. So people said, I don't know if I'm really comfortable saying or expressing how I feel. And the Communist Party said no. And Mao said, no, 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 no. We won't hurt you. Just tell us how you feel. We want to know so we can right some wrongs and correct things. So people started writing letters and told them how they felt and about the great leap forward and the millions of people starving to death and being slaughtered and having their property stolen and all that, you know. And Mao said, okay. Noted. And the next thing that happened was a lot of people died because they used that to determine who could be trusted and who could not be trusted And then they went on a killing spree and slaughtered a bunch of people or excommunicated a bunch of people or put a bunch of people in prison camps for expressing their views. And that's exactly what the Trump administration has done. In fact, I did a whole show on it called The Hundred Flowers President because that's what Trump's whole presidency has been about. Finding the detractors of global government, snuffing them out, and justifying through some arbitrary legal means a way to imprison, to censor, and to ultimately, as history has shown us, probably execute lots of people who disagree, which is why AOC and others want hit lists for people that support the president. I'm not saying they support outright killing people, but they want hit lists. They want to hit and target and identify those who aren't 
supporting their extremist ideology. But you can't see the president saying, I disavow white supremacy. Go home. Have peace. Have law and order. We don't want violence. You can't see that because they banned it. They blocked it. So the president could speak for 24 hours straight, and if they don't air it, nobody hears it. Nobody knows what happened. Then the media tells you this is what he didn't do, and that creates the reality. That's the narrative. That's how powerful the media is, no matter how poor their ratings are. That's how powerful local media is. That's how powerful television is. That's how powerful radio is. But the one common problem across all divides is back to the individual again. An individual is smart. An individual is intelligent. An individual is intuitive. An individual is aware. An individual is conscious. But a mob, a hive mind, singular organism made up of individuals comprising a collective is persuadable, manipulated easily, swayed easily, gaslit easy, and far easier to control than a single person. A mob is easier to control because once the mob is whipped up into a frenzy, the mob moves as a singular organism and it can be brought to destroy or wreak havoc wherever it is moved. And other mobs can be created and they can be strategically placed in major cities and they can be told as part of some greater cause to go into riot and to rip down statues and to break windows and that's what you've seen for the last year but all that disappeared and we're told that if the protesters at the Capitol were Black Lives Matter or Antifa they would have been arrested and they would have went to jail and then you look at the evidence and it's like okay 58 of them did get arrested and and were charged but only 53 Antifa members were charged federally as of June of 2020 There haven't been a lot of them, but there were more at the Capitol than as of June 2020 last year for Antifa. That's weird, isn't it? What about all the celebrity hacks that put up millions of dollars to bail out rioters publicly? What about federal prosecutors that said, no, we're not going to prosecute them. Release them from jail. Put them back on the streets. People that were violent criminals, people that were pedophiles in some cases, I don't like these one-size-fits-all, these arbitrary, generalized statements. But a lot of the Antifa people that have been arrested are, are literally pedophiles. They are literally hardened criminals. They are literally Marxist professors at major universities. They are literally clinically, certifiably insane by some psychological standard. And the rest of them are useful idiots like Stalin said. And so are a lot of the protesters at the Capitol. Do you really think that all those people that went to the Capitol in Washington or the Capitol in Michigan or the Capitol in Virginia really think all those people are like brilliant, intelligent, wonderful people? Most of them couldn't find find their 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 uh, left hand. Most of them couldn't find their nose. Most of those people are no different than the people that oppose them. 
They blindly follow. They blindly support. They couldn't tell you why they like the president any more than someone who protests and throws Molotov cocktails and bricks through windows. They couldn't tell you why they don't like the president. Like, legitimately explain it to you, not just repeat rhetoric. Neither one could tell you why they like or dislike. None of them could tell you why they like or dislike the president, Republicans, Democrats, Christianity, atheism, anarchism. They can't explain why they support these things. They're just part of some group mob psychology, and they follow the leader. That's all that it is. Because an individual is smart, but the mob is dumb. The mob is panicky. The mob is frenzied. Doesn't it concern you that I don't, it doesn't really matter who the president is. Doesn't it concern you the president says, I disavow white supremacy, I disavow violence, I want peace, I want love, I want law and order, and they just censor the video and say he never said that? Doesn't that concern anybody? That's what you should be marching for. Because this isn't an attack on democracy. Democracy is a mob rule. And if Democrats really love democracy so much with their little I voted stickers and the vote blue no matter who, which is an insult to democracy, and you should have your voting rights stripped away if you ever publish something like that on social media, vote blue no matter who, that's not democracy. That's a mob, which is the worst case in democracy if it's not supported by a republic. That's the point of Republican democratic governments to have a democratic form of government that supports the republic, that supports the rule of law for all people, no matter who they are, where they come from, what they look like, what they believe, what they think, what their preferences are sexually. And that's what this is really a war on, isn't it? It's a war on that word that's used so frequently and so, I think, inaccurately and incorrectly and out of context and very disingenuous a lot of the time. It's a war on freedom. It's a war on Ultimately, human beings, free thought, free religious expression, the free dissemination of opinion, the free and open communication to pass information along, to congregate, to be secure in your privacy. To not be overrun by out-of-control bureaucracies and red tape and government authoritarianism. It's an attack on all that. And it affects you no matter if you're red or blue. It affects you whether or not you were in an Antifa rally or you were in a Stop the Steal rally or you were sitting at home condemning both or condoning both or condoning one and condemning the other and vice versa. It concerns all of us because we're all losing as a result of that. And all the people that were like, well, Biden's going to set up his own government and they're going to have states secede if President Trump wins. And now Republicans are saying the same thing. There's going to be Trump in charge after the fact and he's going to be running the real government and we're going to have some states secede. It's, like, it's the same thing on both sides. Are you serious? Both sides, as far as I'm concerned, have committed treason. Both sides have violated the rule of law. Both sides should be imprisoned. And I'm speaking generally here, of course. By sides, I mean both ideologies are in violation of the rule of law. Both ideologies are cult-like. Both ideologies are extreme. And you know who gets left alone? The mass majority of people who don't support either. The mass majority of people like you and like me. Because the extremists on both sides are the incredibly teeny-tiny microcosm of the macrocosm of the rest of the U.S. citizenry and the rest of the world population of people who just want to be left alone. 
to produce and not have our stuff stolen from us, to not be convinced every single day, or at least people try to convince us every single day, that because of our race or because of our sexuality or whatever it is, we must be bigots or we must be better, we must be worse, we must be good guys or bad guys because of the color of our skin or because of the organs that we have sexually or because of the preferences of how we want to have sex or the preferences of what political system we support. Do you understand that all of that, the people that are trying to convince us of those things, we're trying to convince us that they're not those things. Those are the people that are bigots. Those are the people that are, that are nasty. Those are the people that make life more difficult. Those are the people that truly discriminate. And the people that can't describe why they believe something, except for repeating the rhetoric that's been heard over and over and over again, these are the people that make it more difficult to understand, to think to expand consciousness, to expand awareness. These, this is what makes it more difficult to figure out what the hell is going on about any particular subject because we have people that blindly believe anything that they hear. A person is smart. A mob, a group, is irrational, is dumb, is frantic. Step out of the mob. And when you do, you realize... That you can think for yourself. You don't have to support. You don't have to wage offensive action against the opposition. You can be a free, sovereign thinker. That's how real, true, neutral change occurs. If not, then you're supporting cult ideologies it just makes things a lot worse. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. More after this. Don't go anywhere. Right here on The Fringe FM. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM, and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports the secret teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. 
For all of you who supported The Secret Teachings in 2020, I want to sincerely say thank you. And to begin 2021, here in the month of Janus, the year of the Ox, and the year of Revelations, you can still subscribe to our entire show archive while getting access to the montages and all of my digital books, the old and new. You'll also get a free physical copy of one of my books shipped in the United States for free, autographed if you'd like. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Donate Subscribe option at the top of the page. You get the archive, montages, digital books, and a physical book for only $40. You can also use this deal to renew your subscription for another year. Use the website or our PayPal email, rdgable at yahoo.com. You can also use this email if you have any questions or to reach out to us for any reason. Your support helps guide the show, the network, and yourself. And we look forward to another year of The Secret Teachings right here on The Fringe FM. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then they, the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> it's like you're all working for the same guy. You are hearing the sound between that which is above and that which is below. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Why listen to The Fringe FM? We are your number one source for talk radio the mainstream media won't touch. Joe Root brings you everything occult with Lighting the Void. Ryan Gables shatters paradigms with esoteric knowledge on the secret teachings. Gigi and Cortana explore the inner workings of our reality with Shift Happens. Jess of the Rogue Report brings you years of research to explore the hidden facts behind alternative topics. And myself, Alex Exum of Live Talk, the so-called Joker in the deck. We are the Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out The Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's The Fringe FM. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. This is The Secret Teachings. If you'd like to contact the show, email Ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com or find him on Facebook at facebook.com slash thesecretteachings. Howdy. This is Joe Mars, the New York Times bestselling author of Crossfire. Rule by Secrecy, Rise of the Fourth Reich, and my latest one, Our Occulted History. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. An individual person can be reasoned with, but a mob can only be avoided. Blind faith in rhetoric-based collective ideologies is incredibly volatile. It's incredibly dangerous. I was thinking of the flower power movement of the 1960s and 1970s, which is based on the passive resistance and nonviolence 
of protesters who were predominantly opposed to the Vietnam War and how this movement has been recreated in the QAnon group or the QAnon movement, which is more of a watch-and-wait form of passive resistance and nonviolence, a following of the plan, a plan that never, ever, ever unfolds in the way that Q followers believe it was going to unfold, but any kind of evidence or proof that the plan has proceeded as planned is, of course, going to be amplified and expressed in hyperbole and exaggeration to prove that the plan is is active and it's real. I think QAnon is the 21st century version of flower power, except flower power was about passive resistance and nonviolence to the war in Vietnam, whereas QAnon is passive resistance and nonviolence, although some people associate it with violence, to, and you could say that it's to a lot of things, but to real, independent, free political thought. QAnon and its association with the Trump presidency and its association somehow with white supremacy and its association with all these things that one media in particular, one form of media, one side of media likes to associate it with shows us what an incredible tool not only QAnon has been, for the opposition that it supposedly fights against. In in other words, QAnon has actually been one of the biggest supporters of the cabal or the deep state. It's been one of the biggest defenders of the cabal or the deep state because it has done nothing but cultivate passive resistance and nonviolence against that so-called deep state or that so-called cabal. It's done nothing but hold people back, even in thought, Maybe it should be passive resistance and preventing people from thinking for themselves. If you really believe there's a deep state in a cabal, QAnon is an integral part of its security force to prevent you from recognizing what it really is that you should be fighting against. I know that a majority of people who think outside of the box, let's say, might disagree with me. And I don't really care. Because I think that not only Q... Not only is it like flower power, but I believe that the entire Trump presidency has been what Mao Zedong called the 100 Flowers campaign, which was meant to get people to write letters and to determine who was opposed and who supported the Communist Party. And when it came out that those people who had written letters and said, we don't support the Communist Party, we don't agree with what you're doing, you've killed millions of people through negligence and through direct violent action, then those people were excommunicated. Those people were sent to forced labor camps. Those people were executed. The 100 Flowers campaign was an excuse to get the people that opposed the government to come out of hiding and to express their discontent so that they could be rounded up and dealt with. And that's what the Trump presidency has been used for. To determine who will support authoritarianism, who will support the selling out of the United States of America, who will support the global government, and then to justify through COINTELPRO, to justify through 
staged violent action, or simply media manipulation of reality that people who believe in anything opposed to what mainstream media said, that they're violent, that they're white supremacists, that they're, 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 they're going to, to hurt people, to justify putting them on lists and preventing them from flying and preventing people who, having, who have a certain point of view from posting on social media. The president has been banned from multiple social media platforms now. That's been confirmed over the last couple of days. Parler has been removed. I don't, even, I don't use Parler or any of these things. I just, I'm reading what's, what's happening. Parler's been removed. That's been a big thing for conservatives. I've heard that Gab has been extremely censored. Facebook, of course, is out of control, and it has been for a long time. Because these big tech companies, they are the arbiters of what a reality is. Mainstream media is the arbiter of what reality is. You can't read Hillary Clinton's emails, remember, but CNN can. It's illegal for you to, but it's legal for CNN. Legal or illegal based on what? They don't tell you. You're just supposed to believe what they say because they are God. They create the narrative. They create reality. They frame reality. It's a framing war. It's a cultivation war. And words play an incredibly powerful part in all of this. I read you this article last week on the show called Liberty Shrugged that said from the headline, four dead, 52 arrested, 14 police officers injured after pro-Trump rioters breached Capitol. A true statement, but they don't tell you that one person was shot by police. They were not killed by Trump supporters. Maybe the police officer was a Trump supporter. I don't know. Two people died of heart attacks and one person died of stroke. 52 people were arrested. 58 people were charged, by the way. And that's more than, as of June of last year, how many people had been charged in Antifa riots. And the only reason more people were charged overall with Antifa and BLM is because those movements lasted over seven months of nonstop violent insurrection from coast to coast. And although those who are calling for the Insurrection Act to be invoked might have a little bit more reality on their side. The truth is, it seems, that those on the left want the Capitol rioters or protesters to be charged with sedition. They want the president to be impeached under the 25th Amendment. They've drawn up these impeachment, uh, the article of impeachment today to remove him from office with just, a, with just a tiny bit of time left, a few days left, and then to continue adding to the list of his supporters, which now, if you have gone to a, a rally, uh, it's being reported by mainstream news. You're on the no-fly list now. And at the same time, those on the right want to enact the Insurrection Act to restore peace, justifiably so, arguably so, after four years or four and a half years of upheaval over race and election fraud. But all this is is peace made into war, war made into peace, and instigation and agent provocateurs that make it hard to determine who is guilty because we've been gaslit, who's guilty as an individual, and therefore we make broad, generalized condemnations of our political opponents. We want to see them jailed or we want to see them executed. And while we fester with internal fighting, countries like China look at us, mock us, and say, we'll rule you better. The UN will rule you better. And meanwhile, liberty has shrugged at all the offensive, uh, offensive actions that have been made in her name and despite her name. 
And the only people that seem to get it are the individuals, the individuals that are not in the mob on the left or the right or down the middle, the individuals that can be reasoned with. Not the ones that have blind faith and rhetoric-based, collective, hive-mind, ideological points of view that are incredibly volatile and prone to snap at a moment's notice. And it's very, very much like the flower power movement of the 60s and 70s when we think of QAnon. I mean, it is, I think it's scary, the parallels. Because we know that the intelligence agencies like the CIA were behind flower power in the same way that we know the CIA is behind Q. I wrote it in my book, The Technological Elixir. I have a whole section on it. In fact... The Central Intelligence Agency held an intelligence conference a couple of years ago, and it was called the NQTEL conference. And we learned that IBM's new supercomputer, their new quantum computer, is called the Q for quantum. And people say, well, that means quantum, it doesn't mean Q. Well, what do you think Q stands for to begin with? Quantum computing? Soci intelligence? Self-organized collective intelligence, AI, getting people to move in a hive mind. What do you think it's all about? It's a giant fraud. And they can use things that are relevant that we can see with our eyes as proof to support what is otherwise a manufactured reality. For example, retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McLerney said that a group of special forces mixed in with Antifa and others went in to the Capitol during the protest and they stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop. I've heard they stole her hard drive, so I guess the conspiracy people can't get it right. Was it a hard drive? Was it a computer? Was it the hard drive in the computer? What are we talking about? And so, of course, this is circulating all over the Internet. And one wonders, why is it that we've had Hillary Clinton's emails for, what, like half a decade? Nothing's happened except QAnon-like tools that have been used to discredit people who have tried to expose the Epstein cult, Nexium cult, the Seville cult, the child trafficking, creating straw men that can be torn down, easily discredited. That's what came out of the Clinton emails. How about the Wiener laptop? What happened with Wiener's laptop? They've got the laptop of Wiener. They've got the emails of Clinton. They've got the Podesta emails. By they, I'm just using a very vague they. We know the FBI has Hunter Biden's laptop. We know that's confirmed from the shop that it was taken to by Hunter and forgotten about. We saw the receipt for it. We've seen that the FBI has had it for months. I don't trust that Giuliani guy, but we have all these laptops. Isn't that weird? They've got Wiener's laptop. They've got the laptop of Hunter Biden. They've got the laptop of Nancy Pelosi now, according to retired Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McLerney. So where is the justice for all of you who are Q supporters. Where is the plan? Where's it at? You might say, well, it's coming. Just it's coming. Justice is coming. Let me explain something to you. 
you do know in like less than two weeks, there's an inauguration, right? And you do know that Donald Trump is still president until inauguration, right? And you do realize that for four years, including after the election was deemed lost, Trump has done nothing or virtually nothing that the QAnon people claimed that he was going to do, that the Trump supporters claimed he was going to do. Have you not realized that? It doesn't mean Trump hasn't done great stuff. I mean, Trump pulled the U.S. out of the COP21 Paris climate deal, which opposed to what most people think. Big oil wanted the U.S. to stay in that deal because it shut down their competition and supported natural gas, which is where they make a lot of their money now. But Trump has also, of course, scaled back environmental regulations And although I agree with Democrats that we should stop fracking, that doesn't mean I support Joe Biden's call for what, in essence, is the Great Reset. Don't you see that there's a way to look at things that are partly unbiased and that are kind of neutral? Trump's done some good stuff, like released predominantly black men and women from prison with second-chance opportunities for nonviolent drug offenses or allowed people to decide what kind of treatments they receive in hospitals and and medical facilities. Those are good things. Although I don't necessarily feel one way or another about this, but the president also made it a federal offense to harm an animal. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? I mean, those sound like good things. Having a strong border, I think it's ridiculous to build a border wall. That's just all PR nonsense. It's comical if you've ever watched Arrested Development. But think about it. Like, those are good things, but it doesn't mean the president is, you know, Rambo with a machine gun with an American eagle on his shoulder like all these anthropomorphic images show. Trump is not a god. Stop making presidents gods. Stop making presidents these godlike figures. People like George Washington, the first president, official first president, George Washington stepped down. He relieved his power. And all these years of Trump's not going to step down, Trump's not going to give up his power. Well, he's just asking questions about the election and then conceded. Uh, Where was all the violence we were supposed to see? Oh, it was at the Capitol. Really? It was all violence? How many people died? Five people died, Ryan. You have no idea. Okay, five people died. So what does that mean? Five people were killed by Trump supporters, or one person was killed by Capitol Police, three people had heart attacks and strokes, and another person was basically trampled, from what I understand, a police officer. So where's the violence? But I've seen dozens of people shot and killed from Antifa. Uh, Friends of mine like Ron Patton, producer of, of, of uh, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis, he's been like, I think Cl- uh, him and Clyde have both been in the riots in Portland. They've had to stay in their, their old studio overnight because of what was happening in Portland. I know many of you who have listened to this, sh- who are listening to this show, have listened to the show before and have emailed me telling, you about, telling me about how horrible it is in Minneapolis or how horrible it is in Orlando, Florida, or any other uh, city and state. And yet more people have been prosecuted uh, thus far, at least charged and and, and are, are about ready to be prosecuted for the Capitol protest. And it's like we make such a big deal out of the president. Uh, the president 
which basically just means from from the uh, uh, Latin, it means to sit before the president. Although the president has executive authority, the president is one of a number of checks and balances, a figurehead, if you will, a ceremonial position in a way, but has a lot of power. The Congress has a lot of power. The Senate has a lot of power. The judicial branch, you know, has a lot of power. The Supreme Court is a system of checks and balances. It's not because of the systems of checks and balances. It's not because of the Supreme Court. It's not because of the federal laws. It's not because of the Congress or the Senate or the President or the White House and the executive branch. It's not because of the state Supreme Courts and the state legislatures. It's not because of the sheriff's departments. It's not because of the broken, in a positive way, divided government that allows for this system of checks and balances to balance things out as best as possible. And like former President James Madison, when uh, James Madison said, one of the constructors of the U.S. Constitution, yes, the process of creating a new law is difficult, and it will prevent good laws from passing. But most importantly, it will prevent bad laws from passing. And the problems we have are not a result of, of, of that system. They're a result of abandoning that system. They're a result of subjugating that system to basically ceremony, pomp and pageantry. Like we have in foreign dictatorships like China or Venezuela. Oh, they have presidents. Oh, they have democratic elections. No, they don't. They have dictators. They have presidents for life. The first president of this country stepped down after his first term. It's a fundamental lack of understanding of what our government even is in the United States. And that's what's under assault. Freedom of expression, religious worship, congregation, privacy, self-defense. That's what's under attack. It doesn't matter if you're red or blue. That's what's really under attack. And then you have people like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, former governor of California. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, this guy, this joke, he said, as a longtime critic of President Trump, he likened the so-called siege of the Capitol building to Kristallnacht. For those of you who know what that is, it means night of broken glass when Jewish-owned businesses and institutions were destroyed by the Nazis in 1938. However, if you look at the context of the night of broken glass in Germany, as we have on this show before because it's a very important historical date, one of the very few things I remember learning in history class pertaining to World War II Very vividly, we heard the Germans went out and they pillaged and destroyed Jewish businesses. However, you can look up that prior to 1938, the international Jewish elite declared war on Germany and had boycotted for months and months and months and months and months German goods, mostly at the behest of the British, who were terrified that a powerful Germany would excommunicate them and annex them from Europe economically. And you know that this idea of eugenics, that began in the UK, the United Kingdom. And Winston Churchill directed civilian bombings in Germany long before Hitler did. And Hitler asked Churchill to stop bombing civilians. And Churchill said no. So Hitler said, well, if you won't stop bombing civilians, we're going to bomb civilians. And then it's, oh, no, it's Blitzkrieg. You do understand that Churchill, FDR, Hitler, Mussolini, Mao, Pol Pot, Stalin, all these people were really terrible people. But you do understand that people's historical ignorance 
prevents us from recognizing that the night of broken glass in Germany, and this is even in Joseph Goebbels' diary, and there's a documentary on Netflix, you can watch it. Joseph Goebbels went to Adolf Hitler, who was having, I think he was having dinner, and said, the German people are rioting. They have had it with this foreign alien influence in our country. And Hitler said, let them riot tonight. Tomorrow we will put a stop to it. And the next day they did. And anybody who was violating the orders of Adolf Hitler, who said, do not harm Jewish businesses, do not harm Jews, were arrested. Do you know that? They won't tell you that in history class. Sure, Hitler did not like Jews for many, many reasons. And a lot of people don't like Christians. A lot of people don't like Muslims. The point is, the night of broken glass was a teeny tiny little slither of reality. But if you back that camera out, what you find is that that was a result of months and years. Years and years and years and years and years of declarations of war economically on Germany. And the opening of the borders and the flooding of illegals into Germany who refused to assimilate. That's what the result was. An organic German citizenry that said, we're done. We're done. These people are not citizens. These people are taking our wealth. These people are overrunning health care. These people are running the law. These people are profiting from war. We're done. And so they stormed and broke windows and they destroyed businesses. And that has been considered the night of broken glass. The worst night in the history. All the Jews were harmed. Really? But you don't know the context to it. And likewise, in history, we'll see, as Schwarzenegger compared the capital siege to the night of broken glass, if things proceed as it seems they are planned, we'll hear the siege on the capital was the night of broken glass, and there'll have to be people 50 years from now, like myself and like you, who do radio shows and other things, that will have to say, actually, there were seven months to a year of violent riots from Antifa and from Black Lives Matter, and people just were done. And so they started protesting, and they called it a riot. And the president said, stand down, just like Hitler did. And did people stand down? Yeah, they stood down. They made a point, and they left. The violence carried out was really people having heart attacks. And there really wasn't any violence as we were told there was violence. And all these things that have happened, it's just out of context. And you're not allowed to see what Hitler said. You're not allowed to see what Trump said. Because there's a narrative. And likewise, there's a narrative on the other side, and 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 all the sides. There's always a narrative. The manufacturing of reality through consensus, through mobs. Blind faith, rhetoric-based, collective, hive-mind ideologies. I'm Ryan Gable, and this is The Secret Teachings. If you have anything to share with us, comments on the show, please email us at rdgable at yahoo.com, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings, www.thesecretteachings.info. rdgable at yahoo.com is the PayPal email. $40 gets you access to the archive, the montages, all of my digital books, and a physical book autographed. Free shipping in the U.S. I've got new books coming in. It should be in by the end of the month, so be patient for those books to go out. But if you have any questions, rdgable at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope that you had a good weekend, and we're going to have a really great week here on The Secret Teachings. I've got an interesting show planned for tomorrow that'll take us away from all these things that we've talked about tonight. 
I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Time's up. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM.